Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zone Media. Oh, we're back. Um, I okay. started the episode, Garrison. <laughs> really, really. It, what a late. what an energetic entry into. I'm tired. <laughs> Tell me things that make me sad. Oh, I don't worry. I will. I that is my favorite thing to do. Let's let's yeah. Let's talk about things that are actually sad for the for the first first half of this episode. You know, the past few years, it's kind of been increasingly profitable to be friendly to the gays, which is kind of a new trend, you know? If 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 you look at the past 20 years or so, it's becoming more more profitable, which you know, we we if you're if you're like a queer accelerationist anarchist, maybe maybe that's a bad thing, right? But if you're just trying to like not get killed uh in the interim as the climate collapses, it's you know, maybe maybe a good thing. That 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 generally queer acceptance is has been improving, but as it's been improving, there's also been a pretty sizable backlash from some members of the Christian right who don't really like this or are trying to use this backlash as a way to promote their own economic interests. And I don't think this needs to be an either or. I think this this can d- definitely be a both scenario. Speaking of. Matthew Walsh, the Catholic self-described fascist. <laughs> this is going to be kind of the, the 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 topic of the first half of this because he he's been able the, the work he's done has been able to really propel the Daily Wire as an actual like political entity in a way that Shapiro just never really has. Sh- Shapiro was really good at creating eye-catching YouTube videos, clickbait and stuff, but he, we never really saw him campaigning hard for any political cause. He was never really doing that type of stuff. They come out of different eras in different communities. For one thing, Ben Shapiro is Jewish yeah. um, and came of age and came into prominence in the early 2000s. When conservatives had political power, 
but basically zero like social cap power as they saw it right and so he was always positioned as like i am sort of the um i'm the insurgent conservative like i i'm rush limbaugh you know i'm going yeah. to provide a safe place for you even though you control the government to a large extent where i can be yell at and make fun of the people that you think are bad right and that's that's the only thing he ever really sought to do is like lol liberals dumb walsh comes out of the christian kind of dominionist adjacent movement at the very least and their goal has always been capture the seven pillars of of culture right and so he he from the beginning has thought of this more as like i am waging a christian war against secular society and and doing so like kind of methodically so they 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 just kind of have approached what they're doing fundamentally from a different way and came into it at different times Walsh is definitely the most evangelical Catholic I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and which is weird because like back when he was a popular Christian blogger, his stuff was very popular in evangelical circles, even though evangelicals generally are not very friendly to Catholics. But his stuff was widely shared because he, he was quite provocative. Now, he spent a few years just kind of laying low, running a podcast at, at the Daily Wire, and then what is a woman really really propelled him into into the spotlight and he got a glimpse of fame and popularity that he's been endlessly trying to replicate and because this fame was based around hating trans people that is what he's decided to pivot his whole career uh to doing that is his now his his entire focus in life is about how he doesn't like trans people because it was very profitable for him in 2022 so as a part of an ongoing right-wing harassment campaign against TikTok influencer and chronic theater kid Dylan Mulvaney, Matt Walsh started a viral boycott campaign against Bud Light for having a brand partnership with a trans person. Now, I'm not going to spend too much time here talking about right-wing boycotts. I'm sure we've all watched, you know, like Nike shoe burnings and Gillette razors being flushed down the toilet and people dropping their Keurigs off rooftops. Generally, boycotts don't tend to work. But this Bud Light thing did show some success. And success in this instance specifically refers to Walsh and the Daily Wire cronies receiving a lot of attention and free publicity. Mm -hmm. So they sought to replicate this strategy while publicly telegraphing their harassment methodology. Here's, here's two, two tweets from Matt Walsh. Quote, here's what we should do. Pick a victim, gang up on it, and make an example of it. We can't boycott every woke company, or even most of them, but we can pick one, it hardly matters which, and target it with a ruthless boycott campaign. Claim one scalp, then move on to the next. Our goal is to make pride toxic for brands. If they decide to shove this garbage in our face, they should know that they'll pay a price. It won't be worth whatever they think they'll gain. First Bud Light and now Target. Our campaign is making progress. Let's keep it going. So, as Walsh just said there, uh, Walsh's next target was Target, the uh, department store, uh, due to the store's history of prominent pride displays. In the lead up to Pride Month during 2023, Target was met with online and in-person harassment with a wave of emails and calls to individual stores accusing them of grooming and indoctrinating kids with the presence of pride-themed apparel. People started ransacking stores, destroying pride displays, threatening violence against employees in person, as well as calling in multiple bomb threats into, into many, many different stores. 
mirroring the harassment campaign against trans clinics and hospitals the year prior, which was also spearheaded by Matt Walsh. We we've seen this tactic gain prominence. This bomb threat tactic is now quite common among the right. We saw it be called into... There was, there was, there was a, a, a lot of bomb threats uh, called into like 400 synagogues this past winter. Um, that was, you know, most likely done by some form of neo-Nazi. But we've just seen this this specific bomb threat tactic pick up a lot because it it provides a pretty sizable minor or short term disruption to regular regular services. Now, in response to this wave of harassment, Target Corporate mandated that many stores remove their front of store pride displays in late May all across the country, but especially in the South. Target released a statement saying they were, quote, making adjustments to our plans given these volatile circumstances, unquote. And these adjustments included relocating or removing pride displays due to, quote, threats impacting our team members' sense of safety and well-being at work, unquote. Uh, employees were also instructed to specifically remove items, quote, at the center of the most significant confrontational behavior, unquote, like shapewear, binders, and tuck-friendly swimwear, and to, quote, Replace them with swimwear to better meet our sales goals, unquote. Now, Walsh claimed that the tuck-friendly swimwear was being marketed to kids, but it only came in adult sizes. A lot of this sort of harassment campaign isn't really based on anything truthful, but that doesn't really matter. Here's a, here's a quote from Walsh again, quote, I think this Target boycott has real staying power. Target has now branded itself as a far-left organization to the point where it's embarrassing to shop there. This is the branding that makes the boycott stick. It happened to Bud Light. I think it's happening to Target. This is what conservatives have missed in the past with failed boycott attempts. It's not enough to simply tell people not to shop somewhere or buy something. You have to make it so that they don't want to. So after a around 5% sales drop in the second quarter, and again, it's hard to actually figure out what's a, what that can be attributed to. Beer sales also hit like their lowest level in recent history yes. last year, just kind of across again, the it, board. It, it, it's hard to see if these things are actually working, but that doesn't matter because the right can claim them as a, as a success. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, Target released an update saying, quote, the reaction is a signal for us to pause, adapt, and learn so that our future approach to these moments balances celebration, inclusivity, and broad-based appeal, unquote. And Walsh claimed this, this announcement as a, quote, massive victory. Now, I, I, I hope, you know, I hope many of us aren't, you know, shopping for Pride products at a store like Target, but for a lot of kids and even adults in more conservative areas of, of the country— Target was really the only place to get gender-affirming clothing like binders and trans-friendly swimsuits in person. These things can be tricky to buy online. Sometimes you don't want a package showing up to your door if you if you can't be the one to like open it. So Target really was the the only place for a lot of people to have access to this kind of stuff. Now, last year, Michael Knowles tried to kind of replicate the Matt Walsh strategy because it proved to be very very successful so they had they had walls going out on on do, doing very similar kind of anti-trans speeches he, he spoke at a lot of the big conservative conferences talking about how we need to eliminate transgenderism he jumped on this this boycott stuff and uh addressed his viewers saying quote we need to make the pride symbol toxic for brands we need to make companies think twice as we're making these symbols culturally toxic we've got to come in with more political force to ban this stuff 
don't back down. The progress conservatives have made on this just between 2021 and 2023, the fact that companies are trying to back off shows that we are winning. Keep pushing much, much harder, unquote. And at the very least, local governments were responding to this sort of thing. In another instance of the government being in cahoots with the Daily Wire, on July 5th, 2023, the attorneys general of Indiana, Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Mississippi, Missouri, and South Carolina sent a joint letter addressed to Target's CEO, ostensibly threatening legal action against Target for carrying LGBTQ merchandise. I'm going to read some quotes from this letter because it's a really interesting thing that I've never really seen done before uh, in terms of like five or six of these uh, states all, all coming together to, to actually affect the market. Quote, Target's pride campaign not only raises concerns under our state's child protection and parental rights laws, but also against our state's economic interests as Target shareholders. Target's management has a fiduciary duty to our states as shareholders in the company. The evidence suggests that Target's directors and officers may be negligent in undertaking the pride campaign, which negatively affected Target's stock price. Moreover, it may have improperly directed company resources for collateral, political, or social goals unrelated to the company's and its shareholders' best interests. It is likely more profitable to sell the type of pride that enshrines the love of the United States. Target's pride campaign alienates, whereas pride in our country unites. Target's management has no duty to fulfill stores with objectionable goods, let alone endorse or feature them in attention-grabbing displays at the behest of radical activists. However, Target's management does have a fiduciary duty to its shareholders to act in the company's best interests. Target's board and management may not lawfully dilute their fiduciary duties to satisfy the board's, or the left-wing activists, desire to foist contentious political or social agendas upon families and children at the expense of the company's hard-won goodwill and against its best interests, unquote. And <sighs> it's just generally not a great sign when the government is trying to convince a business that it's in their legal and financial interests to throw the gaze to the wolves. <laughs> now it's also yeah that's not how fiduciary duty works like no. it's not a legal principle it's a, a, a more of a, a philosophical principle among capitalists that is dominant but like you actually are not breaking the law by doing something that's not in fiduciary interest of your of your shareholders that's in, among other things basically impossible to pre anyway whatever Th this is all like it, it, it but it, it's a question of like what you can get away with right this is what fascists always do and it's it's a, a, from a strategic standpoint if you're looking at the culture war as a kind of mutual insurgency it's a strategy of denying terrain to the enemy in this case yeah. access to a place that is available in basically every state where where trans people can purchase stuff like binders and get to try them on like it, it's making life it's re it's reducing maneuvering space for the enemy as they see it yeah and this campaign worked specifically because of the Christian right's willingness to use physical violence, property destruction, and threats against workers to achieve their goals. That is why Target caved, because enough of their employees were feeling threatened, enough of their displays were being destroyed and ransacked, no one was held accountable, because uh, they're not going to arrest these people for, for this stuff. And th that's what caused this to really have any level of success. Now, 
During Pride Month, uh, back in 2023, uh, Starbucks union members began coming forward saying that Starbucks and store managers weren't letting employees put up their usual Pride decorations, telling workers that it was a safety concern, citing recent incidents at Target and the manufactured Bud Light controversy. Now, Starbucks corporate claimed that they made no policy changes regarding Pride decorations, but that, quote, Retail leaders continue to work with store teams to find ways to celebrate their communities, keeping in mind our safety standards, unquote. Uh, so I think this was more up to kind of like local ownership and local management. The union publicized confirmed instances of managers not letting workers wear pride pins or put up flags. Uh, and then in early June, a regional director ordered a collection of 100 stores across Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Missouri to throw out pride decorations from previous years and were barred from putting up any pride-related decor inside stores. Uh, the union claims that there was workers in a total of 21 states that were not allowed to put up pride decorations. And I think... <sighs> For the for the Daily Wire hosts that are pushing this sort of stuff, and especially Michael Knowles, especially Matt Walsh, their motive is deeply theological for this. But for the Daily Wire, this is deeply economical uh, because all of this also serves as free advertising for the Daily Wire, and it builds the personal brand of their hosts, which is the very thing that Jeremy Boring was trying to get started with Ben Shapiro back during Truth Revolt. This, this was his whole idea, was building up the personal brand of these, of these, uh, of, of these right-wing me media figures. And all of this anti-queer stuff provides really, really great marketing uh, to propel these one-time, very niche figures into actual, like, national spotlight. Do you know what else deserves to be put into the spotlight, Robert? No, that's a crime. Uh, all all of my ideas are to suggest crimes, so let's just move on. Let's just let's you know. I, I think ads are what yeah, deserves uh -huh. the. There we go. The spotlight. Great. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, we are back. It's once again time to talk about the Daily Wire Plus and their, and their hit new streaming service. So, 
When Jeremy Boring announced the Daily Wire Plus back in uh, 2022, the early marketing was made in response to the Disney company having very, 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 very slight pushback on Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. Uh, now, a, a, a big part of the Daily Wire Plus announcement was about how Disney has been wokeifying children's TV shows. And so, the Daily Wire decided to position itself as a safe alternative media hub for conservative families. I'm going to play a, a short clip from the announcement. There is unbelievable kids' content in the market. The beauty of kids' content is that unlike adult content, there's always new kids. And they go back and watch it. So there's an unbelievable library of content. Most of it's at Disney, let's be honest. But it's not that the content isn't great. It's that you can't trust the platform. You can't put your kids in front of a classic piece of Disney content because you don't know that the very next thing that plays won't be that not-so-secret gay agenda that teaches your daughter that she's a boy. That's why we have to have Daily Wire Plus. <laughs> so that is, that is what they're framing the Daily Wire Plus as. That's, that's why the Daily Wire Plus is important. Also, I, I, I love how he said that kids' content's so profitable because there keeps being kids, in, unlike adult content, which doesn't make any sense because yeah. kids does turn he, into adults. Does he adults. think we stopped aging, but like yeah. a plague hit? <laughs> it, just, it doesn't make any sense at all. Like, yeah, that's a, like a reverse children of men sort of deal. <laughs> Anyway, God, what a mess that would be, man. That's a not that's not a bad idea for a movie. Just people keep making more babies, but they never grow up. So just like a, a, a dwindling number of adults and infinite babies. That's See, not bad. Not a bad idea. This is why I like watching Jeremy Boring, because yeah. there's so many moments like this. Because he's so not charismatic, but mm -hmm. his his complete void just makes just, I I I just can't stop staring into the void. Yeah, I, I already just listening to thirty seconds of him. I've had an idea for a multi million dollar adaptation, gritty adaptation of the Rugrats. I think we could really we could make a lot of money with this. So. A press release put out by the Daily Wire itself went into more detail about the company's child content initiative. Now, I'm going to read this. This is a direct quote. Quote, On Wednesday evening, the Daily Wire's co-CEO and God King, Jeremy Boring, announced at the Daily Wire company town hall that the company will invest a minimum of $100 million over the next three years into a line of live action and animated children's entertainment on its streaming platform, unquote. And that, that term, God King, is constantly how Jeremy refers to himself, which I guess is supposed to be a joke. <laughs> but the fact that he does it at all is, is, is the actual joke. The, 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 the fact that he just calls himself the God King is what a, what a perfect look into the soul of just a, a completely dead man. Yeah. He, the, the God King of the Daily Wire. This, th that's, that's been like rewritten in like Deadline, Variety, like actual publications have been forced to write the God King, Jeremy Boring. Anyway, so to start this child content initiative, Jeremy brought some writers from Netflix's VeggieTales uh, and the Babylon Bee to head up their kids' content. I, I, ha I have a picture in my script here that Robert can see of Eric Branscombe, which is a great name. <laughs> yeah, that is an amazing name. 
who is the co-creator of the first Daily Wire Kids show, Chip Chilla. And Robert, do you want to describe what's in this what's in this picture of Eric? Yeah, well, there is a, a heavy set man wearing a T-shirt that is, to be frank, a little tighter than is comfortable. Uh, he's got a red beard. He has sunglasses on. It looks like right up above his hairline. A massive Confederate flag lines the wall behind <laughs> him, and he appears to be casually pointing a handgun at his penis. At his dick, yes, yes. <laughs> Can't tell if his finger's through the trigger guard, but I hope so. Yeah. Um, so that is the co-creator of Chip Chilla, which we will we, we will get to in a sec. Now, I, I don't know if this oh, is... Oh, also, there are four to six moist spots on his shirt. <laughs> and <laughs> it does not... It doesn't... It's not a flattering look. I, I'm not body shaming the man. I'm just saying there are four to six moist spots on his shirt. And I wouldn't want to be filmed with with that many moist spots on my shirt <laughs> while pointing a gun at my dick in front of a confederate flag now i i don't know if this is either despite or because of the daily wire's constant attacks on how disney has a gay agenda but the the daily wire did manage to acquire some talent from disney in august of 2022 they recruited the showrunner of the emmy winning animated series rapunzel's tangled adventure Chris Sonnenberg to be the senior VP of animation development and production at the Daily Wire. Uh, now, th they most likely got this guy via uh, Jeremy Borings and Sonnenberg's mutual friend, Zachary Levi, who again was in uh, was in Borings' first movie. And Zachary Levi also starred as Flynn Rider in Tangled and, these, this, and this Tangled animated series for the Disney Channel. So I I'm guessing this is how this connection was made. But yeah, so this this guy who was actually like, a very successful, like mainstream showrunner yeah. for animated animated shows, some somehow decided to agree to get hired by the Daily Wire, and th this is this is now his job is overseeing the animated production for Chip Chilla. Yeah, which is the Bluey knockoff. I mean, yes. I get it. Among other things, there's been a lot of layoffs in animation. I have no doubt that a number of people who don't I. Uh, align ideologically but are desperate for a job and just more morally flexible than others are going to wind up working for this project yeah yeah um <sighs> so this past october the daily wire's multi-year initiative to create a slate of children's programming finally had something to show in another live-streamed announcement, Jeremy Boring ranted about how Disney is using their parent-trusted brand to, quote, indoctrinate children into the LGBTQIA cult, unquote. Um, now, while he praised Walt Disney as an American entrepreneur, Jeremy Boring derided the current state of the Disney company as, quote, pushing all of the worst excesses of the woke left including paying for employees' abortions, promoting anti-racism training, and, quote, going to war on behalf of the left-wing social policy in Florida, unquote. Boring framed Disney's uh, quite tame political stances as a huge cultural loss for conservatives. And here's a part of that announcement. It would be impossible to overstate just how big a loss this is for Americans who believe in basic reality. Disney controls the greatest content library ever created. Their cultural reach, particularly with children, is beyond anything that's ever existed. Recognizing the scope of this loss, The Daily Wire announced that we would spend $100 million over three years to begin our own kids' entertainment company. And today, on the 100th anniversary of the day Walt Disney founded his company, I'm proud to announce the launch of ours. 
introducing BentKey, an entirely new company from the <laughs> Daily Wire, a company dedicated to creating the next generation of timeless stories to transport kids into a world of adventure, imagination, and joy. Okay, okay. So, Bent, bent Key. Robert, how do you, how do you feel about one the name the name bent key and the and the the bent key logo the bent key logo looks like a flaccid penis <laughs> it does kind of look like a flaccid penis yeah. doesn't it i don't know it's not a an appealing name i you know one thing you've got to say for walt disney and I guess it's impossible to say. Like, uh, my my head says there's something just kind of inherently attractive about the last name Disney. Yeah. That, like, made it always a good brand. But maybe if, like, if he'd been named Bluppo, would it have worked? Would Bluppo Entertainment be the, be the cultural powerhouse that it became? Um, I can't even, we can't answer, Disney's such a thing, you can't answer it even. Yeah. They could have gone with boring entertainment, but I guess they Bo- didn't. Want yeah, that to. was not going to happen. Bleppo's <laughs> a better one than boring. <laughs> but yeah, bent key. That's that's the word bent and the word key. And yeah, the the logo is this lowercase b with a little droopy arm connecting to the letter k. Yeah. Which doesn't really look like a key, but does look a little bit like an abstracted penis. You've got yeah. the B part kind of forming the head. You've got the tines of the key are two balls. I would have given it three tines if I was making the key just so it didn't look like balls. Ah, <sighs> uh, well, do you know what else is a really important announcement that we have for our audience? No. It's these products and services that support this podcast. Pay close attention. This is crucial information about the fight for America and to, to secure our values. Okay. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, we are we are back. Back to talk about Bent Key Entertainment, the new hit streaming service that your kids can enjoy. So, 
the the Daily Wire Kids content used to be under the banner of just Daily Wire Kids or DW Kids, right? And the choice to rebrand, even with a name as silly as Bentkey, I think is actually one of their smarter moves here. They recognized that the Daily Wire is a very politically charged and possibly limiting title if they want to create a, a growing children's media company. Now, uh, ever since What is a Woman, and up to their most recent releases, like Lady Ballers, the name The Daily Wire has actually been hidden or not included in like legal contracts and forms when people are signing up to these projects. So I think Bent Key allows them to cast the, the widest net possible to not only you know, get people to buy their service, but also to get people to collaborate with them on media. And it also, like, it also works to attract parents that might not even be aware of what the Daily Wire is. It's just this new kids streaming service company. And uh, also, uh, Bent Key Ventures also happens to be the name of the Daily Wire's parent company. So I, that's probably why they picked it. I, I, I still don't know what Bent Key means, but it, it's also the name of, of the parent company for the, for the Daily Wire, which is probably the name they're going to use for a lot of like their contracts, and they're trying to like get like actors and like producers to sign into their stuff. Because whenever someone sees the Daily Wire on something, if they're if they're smart at all, they'll be like, absolutely not. Um, but if 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 the word bent key is on there instead, maybe that won't raise as many red flags. So th the new child focused app is available for only ninety nine dollars a year. Hell, hell of a steal. Wow. And at launch included 150 episodes across 18 different shows, four of which were produced in-house, with new episodes airing every Saturday morning. Their flagship show, Chip Chilla, is about a family of homeschooled chinchillas. Now, some have pointed out that this, that this appears to be a blatant conservative ripoff of the very popular kids' show, Bluey. Yes. And I have I have a picture comparing Bluey and Chip Chilla here. The same fucking animation style. Yeah, except except I think this also shows if you've seen any of the Bluey art, you can compare it to the Chip Chilla art. They do look similar in like color palette, but there is a massive difference in like the appealing design of Bluey, which actually looks pretty good, versus the the design of the Chip Chilla characters just looks slightly off. It. It looks kind of like they're all on like half a tab of acid versus yeah <laughs> versus bluey looks like has like pretty good character design like it, it has it has a lot of it has a lot of range for like expressions versus everyone in chip chilla just all has the same like wide-eyed look pretty widely considered to be like a, a one of the better children's animated shows that's that's just existed yeah so <sighs> Somehow, the bl somehow the, the Blue Dog show must have been too woke. So it, instead, in the Daily Wire's version, the kids are all homeschooled and operate as like a stereotypical nuclear family. Mm -hmm. So th this, was th this, this was the first show they announced, but they have others. Uh, their, their other original content includes a show where a middle-aged woman talks to a dog puppet. God, so yeah, Lamb Chop, okay. And, and two other original live-action shows star child actors that teach fitness and history to kids. And all of between all of the Daily Wire original content I've watched, the thing I feel most uncomfortable about is the amount of child actors who've been forced into doing this who don't know anything about the Daily Wire or no. like, politics. 
they're just these poor kids who have now been forced to participate in this like evil machine. Um, now I I'm going to play a, a one minute one minute trailer for Robert. I'm not going to play it for the audience here because you don't need to just hear this ad, but you will hear our reactions afterwards. So here is for Robert. Here is the trailer for Bent Key. Oh God. How do you feel about the Bent Key trailer, Robert? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see if it takes off. I'm sure it could be a profitable business, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in terms of capturing the wider cultural market, uh, I don't see it being a Disney-level success or even like a Nickelodeon-level success. I'm looking at it right now. On Twitter, it's got 490 likes and 600-something thousand views. So again... I can see them getting enough downloads to make this maybe worthwhile. If they're if they're spending thirty million or more a year on production, that is going to be kind of hard, especially given like bandwidth costs and shit. To to I don't know. We'll say yeah. I wouldn't be I, surprised if it's able to be a functional business. I don't think I don't see anything on there that makes me think. Oh, this is kids are going to fall in love with this shit. Most of these most great like children's networks and children's like entertainment companies were driven by iconic successes that like absolutely took over and were like dominant culturally. You think about like um, in the early nineties shit, like uh, 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 Aladdin, right. And like, or, or, or um, the lion King, how fucking everywhere when how a generation before you had, you know, the earlier generation of Disney animated movies, you think about stuff like, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or like the uh, that kind of stuff was was not just it was dominant among kids, but it also like adults continue to watch it for generations. And I've never run into anybody outside of weird right wings outside of not even weird right wing circles. I've never run out into anybody who has not worked for the Daily Wire talking about these shows. Yes. And I, I think there's a few things about that. I think one, they don't need kids to like it. They only need parents to pay the mm -hmm. annual fee yeah for it to make sense as a business for it to for it to do culturally what they want rather more is required at, at least a few years ago they were pulling in over 100 million dollars in revenue per year and one thing the daily wire has shown is that they are kind of playing the long game with this sort of stuff they're yeah. not looking for short-term profit they're looking to slowly build dominance in this industry Mostly to just fulfill Jeremy and Ben's dreams of working in Hollywood. Like, th th that's all this is, is that they're trying to fulfill their childhood dreams of making movies. So all of this is just being put towards making industry connections to be able to actually just make TV and, 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 uh, and films. Like, th that, that, that's all this is actually for. So, which leads us to the most ambitious upcoming Bent Key production, a, a live-action fairy tale adaption written by Jeremy Boring in response to Disney's own upcoming remake of their classic film, Snow White. The company Disney founded doesn't agree with their founder and visionary. They're remaking their own iconic film nearly 100 years later. They've decided to make some key changes. Their lead actress, the new Snow White, Rachel Ziegler, has summed it up, saying, quote, I just mean, it's no longer 1937. We absolutely wrote a Snow White that She's not going to be saved by the prince and she's not going to be dreaming about true love. She's dreaming about becoming the leader she knows she can be and the leader that her late father told her she could be if she was fearless, fair, brave, and true. While mm. Disney still uses Walt's name, they've all but abandoned his legacy. <laughs> Instead of telling stories about timeless truth, what the ancient fairy tales were all about, 
Disney's new Snow White is an apology for their past and will expose children to the popular but destructive lies of the current moment. <laughs> Which is why, in addition to announcing the launch of our kids' entertainment company, I also want to announce today that company's first live-action feature film. It's a story about a princess and a prince, about beauty and vanity, about love and its power to raise us from death to life. It's our own uh -huh. adaptation of an ancient fairy tale. It's coming in 2024, and it's called... So, I, before I play the rest of the trailer for Robert, there is a few funny things about this clip that I just played for the audience as well. Mostly when he's describing, like, the the new Disney Snow White. It's, like, a very, like, sensible message that the lead actor was talking about. He's like, this is horrible! A mansion! I also don't even think it's a great message. Like, it's a very conservative message that, like, this woman is born to lead, and it is about her finding her place in the bred-in hierarchy of her of her state. Like, that's a pretty conservative message. They just hate it because a wom said it. Yes. But now, I will I will play you the, the, the very brief, like, 30-second trailer based on, like, this one, this one thing they've shot. Once upon a time... Jesus Christ. <laughs> so bad. A tale of timeless truth. Wow, little on the nose. Oh my God, she's even got a basket of red apples. The kind of apples that don't exist anywhere but a gene-engineered farm. Oh my God. Oh, and it's clearly yes. Snow White. Oh my yeah. God. Yes. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so I, I actually, I actually do want to play that for the audience because it's just yeah, so no, funny. No, keep that in there. That's, that's because like the song they've got in there is like completely without wonder. It's just like once upon a time, a prince will come or some shit. Yeah. She's like in the woods picking apples that are like the, a color of red that you don't even see in the, like the, not a natural red at all. Just, just profoundly off-putting and weird. So, a hundred and seventy seventeen thousand views. So, I don't know. We'll see if this beats the original Snow White or whatever Snow White real actors and writers are making. So, this is this is Snow White and the Evil Queen, and yeah. I'm not sure if you picked this up. This is this is starring failed actor and the Daily Wire's own Gen Z female clone of ben shapiro brett cooper as snow white it's that it's that other daily wire host that looks like a weird female version of ben shapiro is starring as snow white and it all just looks like really bad cosplay like mm -hmm. the it is it was quite something so that is that is their first bent key upcoming original movie so i'm sure everyone's going to be excited for that one and like, it seems the entire bent key strategy is to either be so banal that it it appeals to like unassuming parents who don't know what what the Daily Wire is, or to create these like fake culture war outrage moments to scare parents into thinking that woke corporations are trying to turn their kids gay or try are trying to yeah. turn their kids into like feminists. And the only way to stop that is to give the Daily Wire $100 a year to watch failed screenwriters and actors poorly imitate better pieces of film and TV. I think the trouble they're going to have here is that there's a, 
I think a discrepancy between what would do the best job of achieving what they claim is their social mission, right? Which is uh, incepting conservative ideas into mass culture by taking over pop entertainment. Um, and their what is clearly their more important goal, which is making a lot of money. Because the best way to make a lot of money, and I think they there's a good chance they can succeed building a content network for their weirdo fans that costs $100 a year. But if they want to reach the most people, the best thing to do would be to get to a point where they can sell their videos streaming to Netflix and the like. Um, but that doesn't keep people in their walled garden and also probably is less profitable over time than having a monopoly on this shit. And I, so I, I don't know what they're going to choose to do. Um, that'll be interesting to watch. But yeah, I mean, it, it's the kind of thing as a business, this could work for sure. We'll see about the other stuff. And again, so this is this is only half of their efforts, because yeah. on top of the one hundred million dollars put towards children's programming, which has resulted in bent key, the Daily Wire Plus was also putting an additional hundred million dollars into more adult oriented entertainment. Now, most of the Daily Wire's production effort has been going into adapting the Christian Arthurian novels, The Pendragon Cycle into a live-action, seven-episode miniseries, directed by Jeremy Boring. The upcoming fantasy series just wrapped filming in Europe this past fall. The cast is mostly made up of, like, C-list actors. Never, never, I don't know where they made this garrison, but never has a production seemed more Croatia than this. Um, it's filmed in Hungary and Italy, so... Oh my god, ah! I was close, I was close! <laughs> there you go, there you go. Ah, Okay. The, the cast is made up of mostly like C-list actors, some Daily Wire staff, and actors from small roles in like Game of Thrones and The Witcher. So this is coming out later this year. It's based on this series of novels that or that came out in the in the two thousands. It's mm -hmm. it's it, it's like an Arthurian story, but set slightly before um, mm. the the rise of like England. It's it's it, it's during like uh, uh, the fall of like British Rome, I think, is what they call it. Now, guys, I'm sorry. We all got to see the uh, a great Arthurian cycle movie recently, and something tells me this one's going to have a lot less of a guy coming into a scarf. You you don't think you don't think this will be as good as the Green Knight? I I don't think we're gonna get a real fucking clear shot of one guy's cum in a scarf. I'll tell See, you that. I much. I I trust director Jeremy Boring's vision. To... <laughs> oh man. Um, but the project I am the most excited about is that the Daily Wire has acquired exclusive rights to adapt Ayn Rand's Atlas Shrugged into oh, a television good. series. Oh, which, good. Uh, oh, my that's, God. That's like that's like being an opponent of the Nazis in 1941 and hearing that they've just invaded the Soviet Union. Like, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, we're on the downswing of this one, boys. I am, <laughs> like, I am so excited to see <laughs> the libertarian wet dream that's going to be this Atlas Shrugged TV show. I, there is no one else I would rather adapt to Atlas Shrugged than the Daily Wire. In part because Atlas Shrugged is like famously like the least filmable thing of all time like it's it's the fountainheads actually could be like a fine movie but atlas i don't i'm i'm excited i don't to think see what you can do make with... atlas shrugged and do I, I i hope i hope they do shot for shot that one like 70 page speech that what's his name goes on oh yeah that's oh, yeah. that's what i really want uh so yeah um i am actually 
excited to excited to not like hate watch but like mm -hmm. curiously staring into the void watch their atlas uh their atlas shrug show but uh, the one daily wire plus series that i am not very much excited about is an upcoming adult animated scripted series created by adam carolla entitled mr burcham god in heaven yeah i saw ads for this one yeah this show's description sounds like the most old man yells at cloud premise I've ever heard. Quote, Mr. Burcham attempts to navigate a world he doesn't understand or approve of. He's befuddled by his gaming streamer's son, Eddie, annoyed at his selfie-taking snowflake students, and is constantly at war with the school district's appointed Jedi, Justice, Equality, Diversity, and Inclusion Officer, Mr. Carponzi. Unquote. So that's a, that's the description of the show, which I don't know about you. That sounds like a horrible time. The cast includes Corolla as Mr. Burcham, um, Megan Kelly, Roseanne Barr, conservative comedian Tyler Fisher, Daily Wire hosts Brett Cooper and Candace Owens, comedian sure. uh, Alonzo uh, Broden, a former Amy Schumer writer Kyle Dunningen, oh. and un unfortunately, Danny Trejo and Patrick Warburton. That that last one hurts. That last one hurts. I know. That, I know. That's. Mm. I know. It's. It can't be it, that it hard is, up, Patrick. It is Come real on, man. Sad. Let's. I. I am going to play this for the audience uh, I, because. Oh my. I guess I'm not surprised that being in Venture Brothers didn't pay enough for him to avoid this. Yeah, and uh, apparently Warburton is is a conservative. Um, yeah. I. I, I am interested to see what some of these people were told before they agreed to this, because I know the Daily mm -hmm. Wire's name has been hidden in in a lot of contracts. Well, and, and Adam Carolla is know. a real comedian. Yes. Like, I, yeah. I didn't say good, but like he is somebody who established a career in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. I get it. So yeah, and is... it looks like fucking Brickleberry and all those other like dog shit, sheep shit cartoons. Yeah, it looks, it, it looks bad. Um, yeah. let's 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 have fun listening to this, though. Tell me what you need. Jump into the first one. Rolling, speed, action. Sawbuck's looking a little chubby wubby. So I bought Ama some new food Amazing voice acting by Megan Kelly. <laughs> Dogs are supposed to eat meat. They're descendants of wolves. You ever see a vegan wolf on the Nature Channel? I'm a vegan. Very, very funny Coffee vegan show. closers, ladies. Listen up. Hey, oh, my God. Don't do anything stupid. Earth than last year. I'm a heteronormative, cisgendered white male. For which I apologize. I'm black, oh and that God. used to be enough. But I'm also bilingual, and I'm non-binary. We're the army. Oh we drink God. more before 9 a.m. than you Navy pukes do all day. He rubbed all the fur off his emotional support ferret. The damn thing looked like a four-legged Oh, Roseanne Barr. Oh, God. Charity and work. Two words that should never go together. Like women and opinions. I want to break They're salty and make me dizzy. Sorry, I just need to find a thingy to fix my gaming chair. When I was on the construction site, my chair was a five-gallon bucket. It was also my toilet. <laughs> See, it's, what's amazing about that... All of the Megyn Kelly and Canada, like terrible voices, no terrible character voice to them. Adam Carolla sounds like a parody of himself. He's going too hard into gruff. It just, it's, I, maybe, maybe if I see the show, it'll be better because it may, it may just have picked some lines where he was doing that, but there's not much character to his voice. What I will say is, I, I hate that he's in this, 
but Patrick Burton, still a pro. Every- that man that man can do a line read. That man knows how to do a fucking line read. No, it, it, it's weird how many of these are like actual comedians who have been mm-hmm. who are being forced to read like non-binary and mm-hmm. they're like th- they don't know what non-binary means they're just being no. forced to read a script written by ben shapiro and <laughs> they're like what are these words it doesn't matter just keep going yeah get your paycheck i don't know it, it's 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 a bummer um yeah i it's weird because like adam carolla i've never felt anything positive towards or particularly negative towards until recently. I guess now I'm on the negative side. Even with this, I still feel overall good about Patrick Warburton. He's just given me too much. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's it'll true. take a lot. <laughs> so this this that is most of what I wanted to talk about because the only other Daily Wire project I have anything to say about is the movie that came out a few months ago, Lady Ballers. And I, I could not I could not fit my lady ballers thoughts into this episode because that is that is going to be its own its own special yeah, th- event. Th- that's that's going to be your Finnegan's wake. <laughs> yes. So a few weeks ago, I watched it for the first time. I took a lot of notes. I'm going to watch it again here, and we are going to go deep into the production of this movie. This thing was shot. Mm-hmm. This this uh, just 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 as a peek of 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 of, of the writing quality you're you're about to hear about. The whole script was written in two weeks. It, w- it was it was shot in like a month. It's it's it stars the only Daily Wire hosts. <laughs> Every single actor they approached for this turned it down because they're like Good. absolutely not. No, fuck this shit. <laughs> and it is a it is a a insightful insightful look into the soul of Jeremy Boring. He wrote, directed, produced, and starred in this thing. It it, it was shot right in Nashville, Tennessee. So that is going to be after the weekend. This is we're going to have a special episode of me diving into what makes Lady Ballers tick, and is it any funny? The answer is not really. But we will we will go into the production of this movie, the way this movie tries to work, and and what we can learn about how the Daily Wire is going to try to be producing these sorts of comedy films and try to insert itself into into the entertainment industry. So that Great. will be that that will be the start of next week. Our, our special on Lady Ballers. Any 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 closing thoughts on 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 Bent Key or or the Daily Wire Plus as 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 the Daily Wire enters the streaming market, Robert? Patrick, you don't have to do this. Like, <laughs> w- just just let us know you need help. We can take care of you. You know, Patrick, we, we link three. We times. love you. We love you. <laughs> if you need help with the mortgage, we can we can crowdfund. Yeah, we, it doesn't, we can it doesn't make, matter. We can make this work, buddy. We we can make this work. Uh, anyway, well, that does it for us today. Uh, I hope you Great. learned something about Jeremy Boring, the most forgettable man with the most accurate name. Yep. All right, guys. Bye. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work.